Mr. Horgan, a very good morning to you. Good morning, BJ. Thanks for having me on the show. Thank you. I believe you're in Surrey today on a, on a rainy morning. I'm on my way. That's right. <laughs> uh, it's, uh, I'm pretty excited to come back to Surrey to talk about all the progress we've made and uh, the work we have left to do. Mr. Horgan, you've put a lot of your own goodwill at stake in calling this snap election. Don't you think so? Well, I, I have to use my best judgment, uh, VJ, and I grappled with this issue, but I've looked at the situation that we find ourselves in here in British Columbia. None of us expected uh, at the start of this year that we would be in a global pandemic. None of us expected uh, as we went through the summer uh, that we would be looking at uh, 12 months of partisan wrangling between the various interests in the legislature. Uh, and so I, I looked at the situation and it seems to me the best way forward is to have an election ask the people of B.C. where they want to go and who they want to lead them, and let's get the politics behind us so that we can all focus on not the next 12 months, but on the next four years, because we have a, a long road ahead, whether it be the public health challenges, whether it's the profound impact on our economy and our communities and on people. Mm -hmm. And so uh, it just, uh, you know, I take full responsibility, uh, absolutely, uh, and I'm prepared to live with the consequences. But uh, looking at what I know and where I see us going, uh, it, it's best to get the election behind us. Let's have the debate. Let's let British Columbians decide, and then let's get to work. We had an extensive open line discussion with our Connect FM listeners on this, on this show yesterday, and some went to the extent of saying that they are hardcore NDP fans, but the way this election has been called makes them weary of voting for you. What would you like to say to those voters who have been your hardcore supporters all along but are now a little skeptical? Well, I certainly respect uh, the beauty of British Columbians, and not everyone's going to agree with me. That's why we have a vigorous, dynamic community. But uh, I, I just have to, uh, it's my responsibility. I'm the leader of the government, and I looked at what I thought was in the best interest of all British Columbians was to uh, put the politics uh, in front of us now at the front end of the pandemic rather than, uh, than wait for an uncertain future. People have to remember we're a minority government. And uh, this past summer, for example, uh, the Green Party, which is no longer led by Dr. Uh, Andrew Weaver, who signed the agreement with me to form the government, he's now retiring and going back to, uh, to the University of Victoria. Mm -hmm. uh, the Green Party, as it currently exists, would not support a bill that we brought forward to bring down hydro rates for people. They would not support a bill that we introduced to help uh, uh, children, uh, certainly at the request of parents, of children with addictions and mental health issues to make sure that they could get the help they needed in a hospital setting. The Greens would not support that. And most importantly, they amended a finance bill, which is the essence of our government, or all governments, mm -hmm. uh, on the floor of the legislature without any consultation. So for the leader of the Green Party to say uh, she's always been cooperative and always worked well with us, uh, certainly the recent history doesn't uh, demonstrate that. And finally, she said in a, a, a newspaper interview that she may not support the budget in February. Mm -hmm. So with all of that information, I thought to myself, well, do we want to have a snap election in February at the whim of one or two members of the legislature? Or do we want to ask all British Columbians now, uh, when Dr. Henry and uh, Dr. Bogman from Elections BC have said that we can conduct a safe election, uh, apparently thousands, tens of thousands of people have already requested mail-in ballots. It takes about three minutes uh, on the Internet to get a ballot. You don't have to leave your home. You can, you can exercise your right to vote uh, in the comfort of your living room. Uh, I believe, uh, based on the information I have, we can do this safely. 
the question now is, uh, what do British Columbians want? And, and it's never a bad idea to ask them that. Mm-hmm. Mr. Hogan, your government in the last three years did a lot of work in the healthcare sector, opening up the primary uh, care centers across the province and announcing the hospital for Surrey. But now there is a narrative which is setting in, and, and I'm not saying this, I've heard this, and you're probably yeah. the best person to quell that sort of a narrative, which says that uh, it was... It was uh, a priority for you to announce the hospital in Surrey, but building that hospital may not be as big of a priority. What would you like to say to that? Well, that strikes me as a liberal narrative and not a surprise. These are the same people who sold the land that the previous NDP government back in the 1990s bought so we could have land for a second hospital in Surrey. Uh, and it wasn't just the former Liberal government that did that. It was Andrew Wilkinson, who was the minister, who sold the silverware for $3 million less than assessed value. And so we had, as a new government, had to find land. We had to assemble that land, and we had to get a concept plan together. Because although the former government talked about hospitals, they didn't build any. And so we approved the concept plan. And then we went to the business stage, which we're at right now. And in that business stage, we added a cancer clinic because of the need in the community. In the, min- in the meantime, we saw the challenges in the existing uh, ER at uh, Surrey Memorial. So we built not one, but two urgent primary care centers in mm-hmm. Surrey to provide medical services for people. And uh, the business plan is now about to be finalized. The money, the money for the hospital is in the budget. It's, it's, it's a done deal. And anyone who's saying that that's not the case, firstly, doesn't understand how government operates, and secondly, is making mischief for the Liberal Party, who absolutely failed the people of Surrey, whether it be putting tolls on bridges, the only tolls in British Columbia for the people of Surrey, doubled their medical services premiums, we eliminated the tolls, we did away with medical services premiums, health care is foundational to our citizenship as Canadians, we're proud of that, the Democrats will never miss out on the opportunity to give more services to people, and that's what we've been doing for the past three years, and we'll keep doing that for the next four. So the money for the Surrey Hospital is in the budget, and it's in the budget, in in the time in a timely manner, all of, all of those disclosures will be made. That's correct. It's, well, they've already made; they're already in the, the budget documents, mm-hmm. uh, and and the business plan is not a political exercise. This is an administrative and management exercise that's being undertaken by Fraser Health being undertaken by the hospital boards and all of the other people that come together to deliver these services. The political decisions have been made. The money has been allocated. We're just finalizing the details on, on, uh, on the business plan, and then we're going forward. And I'm very proud of the work that our MLAs in Syria have done. And I was very disappointed, quite frankly, DJ, to have the leader of the opposition uh, come in with, with their track record over 16 years in Surrey, uh, adding costs, as I just said, putting obstacles in the way of progress, building only one school in the last three years of their mandate. We're working on 18 new schools or upgrades on schools for almost 9,000 students. And the catch-up that we've had to do in Surrey is quite extraordinary, but the work is even more extraordinary. And that's a credit to all of the MLAs uh, in Surrey. And, And I'm hopeful that the MLAs we will add in Surrey as a result of this election. Mr. Hogan, I know you're tight on time, but last question. I also want to talk transit with you. Uh, the, yeah. the Surrey Langley Skytrain extension, there is enough money already uh, set aside for the Skytrain to come up to Fleetwood, and I think that still needs to be freed up. Uh, the $1.6 billion uh, formally still needs to be freed up from the LRT side of things. But now there is also uh, the, the, the procurement that's going to start, and there is no way right now to do the procurement to make 
make the SkyTrain all the way to Langley. Is there a possibility to, to issue uh, some funding for that? Because Surrey Mayor Doug McCallum issued a statement earlier this week saying that jurisdictions in B.C. with a slower growth rate than Surrey are receiving a lion's share of the transit funding. Well, again, uh, the monies have been allocated for transit, uh, superior transit in Surrey. Uh, the election of Mr. McCallum and his council sidetracked all of the planning that had gone into uh, the LRT process. I'm not uh, revisiting those issues. The, the people of Surrey have spoken through their, their mayor and council. Uh, they want SkyTrain, and we're going to build that. But uh, uh, for Mr. McCallum or anyone else to say we're not moving fast enough after we had to change horses in midstream, uh, I think is, is not uh, not fair comment. Uh, we want to build more transit. That's what we're all about. It's an integral part of our Clean BC plan to uh, address climate change and try and get uh, fewer people into their cars and more people onto public transit. The pandemic has set us back in that regard significantly. As we start getting our economy back up and running, we're hopeful we'll see more people on transit. And I'm absolutely committed to building SkyTrain in Surrey, but we need cooperation with planning. We need cooperation uh, from local government uh, and as well, of course, the federal government, who uh, I've spoken to the prime minister about this. Uh, the federal government is as committed to uh, public transit as they were before. We've, we've got a significant amount of money through the uh, safe restart plan with the federal government through negotiations I had with with the Prime Minister and his team. Mm -hmm. uh, the, the challenges are, are administrative at this point. They're not political. Mm -hmm. uh, we're committed to building it. The federal government's committed to building it. We just need to get the work done. Uh, and again, I think that your, your listeners will understand uh, a whole bunch of time and energy went into a, a completely different plan. And it's not just like saying, I want to get the Ford instead of the Chevrolet. This is a, a rapid, mm -hmm. just a complete turnaround in plans. And it's taken more time than any of us would have liked, but it's really months, not years. Uh, that we've been working on this new plan, and it's going to take a little bit more time. Mr. Hogan, some of the policy planks, will those be based on the throne speech today? Well, I don't believe so. I th again, I, I've had commitments from the federal government, uh, from the prime minister, the deputy prime minister, Christian Freeland. Uh, their, their commitment to British Columbia uh, on public transit, rapid transit, is unchanged. In fact, uh, I was able to negotiate uh, more money for municipalities, more money for transit to, to make up for the lost revenues during the first days of the pandemic. And we have many, many months left of the, uh, the pandemic we're living with. I think your listeners need to know that. I would love to say it's going to be gone tomorrow, but that's dreaming. We have significant health and economic challenges ahead, and that's why I believe we need to put the politics behind us. Let's have the election. Let, let people have their say. And then, of course, as always, let the people decide where they want to go and who they want to lead them. Mr. Hogan, thank you for your time this morning, and have a very nice day. Stay dry. You too, uh, BJ. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Bye-bye.